as I am a dark beer fan and enthusiast, I feel like I like trying new beers. Okay, you finish this up. I've got to... Where are you going? So much later that the old narrator got tired of waiting and they had to hire a new one. Hops, hops, hops. Hoppity hop, hop. Hops in my belly. <coughs> hops in my beer. It's my audio that I'll take Beers and bitters. Bitters and beers. To the fifth episode of Sauced on Beer, Bourbon, Barbecue. I'm your host, Kevin. And tonight I am joined by Lucas. Yes, it's me. We're one man short tonight. And it's not me. It's not you this time. It's Alex this time. Uh, he had a family obligation. One of his many family members was having a birthday party or... God, these don't stop. I know. He seems like he's got birthday parties every week. We love you, Warners and... Shaw's and whoever is birthday it is. I think it's Guy's. It's a Guy's? Yeah, Scotch Guy. I thought that's why he had to leave tomorrow. No. Oh. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. He just had family things. It's a lot things. of birthdays. There's a lot of birthdays. I feel like every weekend I text him like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, oh, we've got some family birthday. I'm like, oh. But I mean, they both come from big families. Think about this. If we became friends with all of his family, we could go to all these birthday parties. Ooh. We could just record at the birthday parties. This would make this a lot easier. Yeah. I mean, Scotch Guy is going to be on with us, what, next week? What's the date? Yeah. So we'll introduce you to some of Alex's family. Um, Scotch Guy is pretty, pretty hilarious. Um, I don't want to get too much more into that because I would like to save that. Yeah, we've ruined what next week's going to be about. That's all right. <laughs> Look forward to that episode. So it's been an exciting week for us. Here at the yes. Sauced on Beer Bourbon Barbecue Podcast. Um, by the time this airs, we will have posted our first, at least our first three podcasts, possibly even four. Yep. This is number five. Hopefully number four gets posted yes. before number five. <laughs> yes, we'll see the order of those. Um, it's been an exciting week. Um we posted. You're going to hear lots of fun noises tonight as we record. Uh, we're at Lucas's house in his bunker studio. It's not that, very bunkerish. No, but we're. <laughs> if there was an atomic blast right now, we might survive. No. We might. No, I'm not even giving you that. Okay. <laughs> the odds of us surviving, though, are much better down here in your studio than they are if we were up on your uh, the ground level. I don't know that that's how that works. Well, so my wife's here. Lucas's wife is here. Lucas's sister is here. Lucas's two kids are here. My kid is here. Lucas's new dog is here. There's Delaney crying right now. Um, it's just a big old party here. And it's not even their birthday yet. <laughs> which yet. is tomorrow. That's tomorrow's the party. So they're setting up for a party. We decided since we're together tonight, we should record a uh, episode. And so you'll hopefully, hopefully you won't hear too many distractions, but I there might be a couple screaming kids or a dog bark or, or me or a wife telling us to go move something. And 
We'll take a quick break, then we'll come back, right? Yeah. But we're not doing that now. We're just getting started tonight. That's right. So like we said, it's been an exciting week for us. We launched the podcast. Um, Lucas, give me some of the stats. Well, so we launched not a week ago. And every time I open this thing, I am surprised by how, I guess, good it launched. Because it was kind of silent when it went live and everything. It was almost immediately... With just, like, one or two posts, everybody went and swarmed to it, which is awesome. We we planned on, like, promoting, and then we didn't. Which, I feel like, I feel like it was because we thought we had to, to get people to listen to it. Right. And, whereas we may have even done even better, if we had, we still got a really great start. Yeah. So, we're at 32 listens. 69 subscribes, is that what you yeah, texted us that earlier? that was the high that we've been at so far. So we're floating right around 63 to 69. So whoever's unsubscribing, thankfully you're not listening anymore. But if you'd like to come back and listen, we'd love to have you. We're we're okay with bandwagon fans. That's right. We can have a good episode and we can pike. It's fine. Hey, we'll take whoever wants to listen to it. Uh, For those of you who have listened to our other four episodes, I'm going to say four because I'm hoping we're going to get... We'll have four up soon by the time this airs um thank you we appreciate the love um i've heard lots of good reviews hopefully you all continue to listen um but we're super excited about this uh this has been probably one of the coolest weeks ever um not only did we launch the podcast i just broke 900 followers on instagram this week um that was super exciting uh just I mean, I can't even say thank you enough to all those people who put up with all my pictures and my weird comments and all that. And such a great community out there and love sharing it with everybody. Um, so it's been a good week for us. Yeah. Even outside of podcasting and all this stuff. Well, we got, we also got a new Star Wars episode trailer. Yes. Have you watched it? I've watched it. So this approximately a thousand times. So, and you're probably not joking either. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, so this is a lot different for you than the first one. And I know we're normally a beer, bourbon, barbecue show, but we're going to geek out a little bit with Star Wars because yeah. we're so, nerds. So episode, so let's just back up. Episode seven came out and you said, I'm not watching any trailers. I'm not watching. And I didn't. Yes. And I didn't know I don't want to know anything about it. I want to go into it, it was, blind. And it was awesome but this one i just couldn't i i listened to too many star wars podcasts now if i didn't watch the trailer i would have had to just stop listening it would just oh come grow up you can drink a beer like a man oh we're drinking ipas tonight folks and (laughs) oh ipas are like oh (laughs) <laughs> Not as bad as pumpkin beer. Like I can drink IPAs. Your face was that of a kid it was very, Robitussin. It was very hoppy, <laughs> and we're gonna get into that tonight. That's our show tonight. Actually, is hoppy versus bitter. But we're gonna get to that. So continue with your Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, it, it would just it would have disrupted my life to not watch it. And I've watched all the others. I watched the original trailer and I watched the teaser this time. But I mean, there are two entire. I, I mean, I didn't watch it for. Seven, yeah. Force Awakens. I didn't watch it for Rogue One. Yeah, so I didn't know anything about either of those going in, and it was great. And I wish I could do that every time because I love the not knowing anything surprise of. I didn't have a trailer tell me this might happen. But I think also this trailer with Ryan Johnson directing it. I mean, I think it's very. I mean, he's not going to tell us anything. He's... I mean, he learned from J.J. Abrams, who is the master of telling you. Everything you need to know, but nothing you need to know. Well, I, I mean, maybe in a trailer, but I mean, you got to keep in mind, Ryan Johnson uh, directed movies about deceit. This is true. So he's, he, I think he's a little more qualified to tell you something and then backhandedly slip something around the corner. But yeah, I mean, I, of all the podcasts I've listened to and everything, and, and if anybody listens to those, I'm sorry you're having to listen to this again, you know talk about the trailer but we're gonna talk about it for the next three minutes if that and then we're gonna talk about beer so 
through going through it and everything, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of positions where you could be watching it and be like, did that really happen? Or is this two completely different scenes that they cut together? Yeah. Because they have all the money in the world to do any color correction or any editing to vocals or changing the way something sounds. And if I can do it in this podcast, they can definitely do it with the money they have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. That's enough Star Wars talk for now. Okay. Because I mean, one, me, one Alex will be fine. extremely upset that we talked about Star Wars tonight um, without him. And two, I mean, we could spend the next 45 minutes discussing things. And yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's too many ways it can go. And yep. It's just, we could rabbit trail. It will forever. end up with us having a lightsaber fight. I don't have lightsabers here. That's why I don't keep them here. Well, we you've got fight. some PVC pipe over there. We could just fight with that and put some colored duct tape on it just throw so. my pork at you you fall over yeah lucas has a <laughs> extremely large i mean it's almost it's four feet is the four dimensions. feet tall porg in the corner over there and it's just staring at us creepily um it's on maybe we'll hit it later and not talk yeah we'll see we'll see <laughs> so we said tonight we are discussing the differences between hoppy and bitter beer um before we started researching this, before Alex actually brought it up uh, in the third podcast, I believe it was, he had talked a little bit about it, and we never thought about doing a show about it, because one, I hadn't known there was a difference between hoppy and bitter. I always yeah. thought that if you have a hoppy beer, it's a bitter beer, but we're wrong. Yeah, and I think that's that's a common misnomer that most people have, is that bitter and hoppy are the exact same term. And I think I need to throw out just our disclaimer that no we are not experts on this topic no we, I mean, this has been a week of research yeah and seeing how wrong we were and we could be completely wrong after tonight i mean we've read plenty of websites i've sure. watched a few videos i've read about beers and all that kind of stuff um and people may tell us that we are just completely full of it that's fine that's fine teach us i'm a teacher i like learning please yeah if anybody has any comments or anything please send in an email yeah, or a we voicemail could be, we could be uh, completely yeah. full of it. And we don't even know. Help help us learn. This is our whole experience. We kind of told you guys in the first episode that this is uh, just our journey through beer, bourbon, and barbecue. We're welcome. I know there's a ton of experts out there. you know. So what is the difference between hoppy beer and bitter beer? Lucas, you found a really good article on this. I'm going to throw it over to you. What did, what did you find was the difference between hoppy and bitter? Well, I try and so, choke down some more IPA over here. So, like, just a general, here's a few sentences about it, kind of like an, an explanation of what my take on it is, would be not so much the differences between a hoppy and a bitter beer, because a bitter beer is a hoppy beer. Like, you can't have a bitter beer without hops. It, it just doesn't exist. But not all hoppy beers are bitter. There's different types of hoppy beers. You can have a really sweet one, a really rich one, a really, you know, one that is flavorful all the way around to the nose and to the way it tastes, and it not be bitter at all. But have a ton of hops in it. And hops, if you don't know, if you're not a beer drinker, hops is like the one of the main ingredients in brewing beer. It's a floral um, beer that it or it's a floral that's used to help brew beer um it's a little plant there's many varieties of hops and um different styles and the type of hop changes what style of beer you're having uh we talked about in our Oktoberfest that there's a certain type of hop that they use from germany the Marzen hop i believe is how it is pronounced uh that's what makes that style of beer um, so, I mean, we're drinking different types of hoppy beer right now. Right now we're enjoying a, what is it, Urban Chestnuts STL IPA. Yes. Um. Revolution Series number three. Yes. And I was texting with a friend of mine who's down in Texas, Nate. Keep shouting out to him. We're going to get him on the show one of these days. Soon. Um, I'm hoping over Christmas break uh he's coming up here uh i'd love to get him on but yeah hoppiness it's got a bitterness of 60 
um, which we had talked about a little bit in our previous shows, but I didn't really, still didn't really understand like what it meant. So we kind of did a little, re- little more research into what is that IBU, the International yeah, and I, Bitter Unit. I think unit. even, you know, this is one of those things, growth over a couple episodes, even what we, like I knew to look at the IBUs when I was drinking a beer, but even what I understood of it is not what I now understand of right. it. So. Right. So to kind of give you a little bit of background on it, um, IBU is been around for quite a while. 1968 is when it started. Um, The higher the number is doesn't always mean the higher the bitterness. Um, Because like Lucas had said earlier that, you know, it doesn't, like your bitterness always doesn't, um, the higher the number doesn't always mean it's more bitter. It's, you know, it depends on what you've got in your beer. Um, I found a really good article this week too about bitterness that they talked about um, with some bitter beers, they balance it out very well with a grain. Like there's a beer, uh, the Stones Imperial Russian Stout, which is uh, 55 on the IBU scale. It tastes a lot less bitter, and it's a higher bitter number than some other IP or just some pale ales because there's a lot more malt in it because of it being a stout beer. Mm-hmm. So really, there's a lot that goes into bitterness and if there's going to be a bitterness of it. Yeah. So, like, I mean, because, like, what you talked about with perceived bitterness with some high-number beers are not being actually bitter – would you be perceived bitterness? That is not what that IBU measures. It's not one guy sitting in a room tasting a bunch of beers saying, I think this one's 10 numbers higher than this one. It's, right. it's a very scientific thing is the way that they measure this, and it's not the amount of hops in there. It's not the amount of how bitter it tastes. It's all on how much acid gets released from the hops. And I think that kind of goes into the single IPAs and the double IPAs too. We're going to hopefully mm-hmm. get into that a little bit later. I've got a double IPA over here. We're going to try compare it to a single IPA. Which I'm excited for because yeah. with your fizz face of Ugh. how bad you thought this, like how bitter you thought this beer was, I tried it and I was like, oh, this is fantastic. I know. This is good. One of these days we're going to just have to do a beer that I actually enjoy. We did it Oktoberfest. I know, but more beer that I enjoy. I have Oktoberfest here. All right, Down we'll, here. We'll have to open some up. Down here in the bunker. In the bunker. So... We were talking about single IPAs, double IPAs. Single IPAs are brewed with very little malt, while double IPAs have a very healthy, hearty backbone of malt, which counterbalances the increase of hoppiness. So they're saying that more single IPAs are... Single IPAs are a little bit more bitter than double IPAs because of that hop... Or because of that maltness. It's a little okay. bit more balanced. So it'll be interesting to see, like, trying the beer that we're drinking now, the St. Louis IPA, compared to this uh, Crown Valley Gunslinger, which is a double uh, IPA. Where are they out of? They're out of St. Genevieve, Oh, so Missouri. it's a local beer still. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, Crown Valley Brewing is the name of their company. They also have a winery, uh, Crown Valley Winery. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Our out-of-state friends may have heard of their stuff before. They, I think they've won quite a few awards. So I think the other thing we need to talk about is we keep mentioning what is this IPA and bitterness and all that. Um, so IPA, if you don't know, stands for Indian Pale Ale. Um, IPAs have been around for the last over 200 years or so. Um, it was back in the 1780s. And I'm going to give you kind of a very brief history. I really, I went back and I listened to our Oktoberfest history. And it was good, but it sounded like I was teaching history. So this is the much more condensed version of history of alcohol. History of beer with Kevin. So, um, so 1780, Britain controlled India. Um, so... The British soldiers there still love their beer. And India is way too hot to brew beer. 
At least back then it was. Um, so the it's British not like the climate changed. Right, but technology's changed. <laughs> yeah. Technology's changed. <laughs> Our listeners are smart enough to know what I meant. Uh, Don't listen to what he says, listen to what he means. <laughs> yeah. So it took six plus months to send beer from England to India. Um, and by the time that beer got there, it was extremely sour um, and it had spoiled because the trip was so long. And they really didn't know how to fix that problem until a brewer named um, Hodgson's created a very heavy hopped beer. And he called it an October Ale. And it was brewed and aged kind of like a wine because they found that these beers could survive really long in the casts um, that they were shipped down in. And actually, as they were shipped, as it took the, the time down there, it actually got began to taste a little bit better um, due to the hot climate of India. So I was really interested in finding uh, out like why... Why is this? Why does this beer last longer? Like, what makes it last a lot longer? And there's this thing called, and this is my science now. Now I'm getting into science. So Ooh. you're getting a double dose of learning tonight. Micro, or I'm sorry, anti-micro, micro, oh my goodness. Antimicrobial. Antimicrobial properties. There you go. Antimicrobial properties. I'll just cut that up and we'll just make it to where you said it. Okay. <laughs> antimicrobial properties um and they are part of the hops that keeps spoilage organisms at bay so it helps all those bacterias and all that helps kill those bacterias and it actually keeps beer fresher the ipa is a lot fresher but they have a much hoppier taste to them um and for many many years the british continued to send beer this way until really the invention of refrigeration. And then this whole style of IPAs kind of died out until some American breweries in the late 2000s began to uh, really pick up the style and kind of create a American pale ale um, rather than the Indian pale ale, which is our extremely hoppy beers. So, I mean, <clears throat> you can definitely taste the hoppiness in it i mean there's definitely a strong hint of hoppiness in these ipas um and i think they're they're very good for the most part your face doesn't say that i know i want to like them i don't know i really like this one i mean it's not it's not bad like it's not like i don't enjoy it it's just it's a little too bitter for me i don't know it's like i don't even think this one tastes bitter it smells fantastic. Like I, th- I feel like that if if you weren't expecting it, like if you're like, oh, this is a Bud Light, and you drink it, yeah, it might taste bitter. But me knowing what I was gonna be drinking, yeah. it is not on the very bitter side of an IPA. And I think it's, it's that smell that all breweries have, that hoppy smell, and I just I love that smell of it. Um, I'm gonna get that in a clone. No, I don't want it in a clone because then I'd smell like a drunk all the time. Well, how about a candle? You would still, <laughs> so people come into your house. <laughs> well, but then I can just say, oh, it's a candle. It's not me actually smelling like beer. But at that point, why don't you just brew in your house? I guess that's true. Sure, my wife would be thrilled about I mean, that's that. the reason I won't brew in my house is because I don't think I could stand the smell all the time. Well, you just do it outside. Where do we store it? Well, I mean, once you put it in a container, it's not going to smell. It's Maybe. So that kind of brings me to my next point. So how are hoppy beers made? Um not by me. Not by us. Yeah, I've had a couple friends that have made some hoppy beers. So during the brewing process, they create this liquid kind of mixture concoction called a wort. Um, and it's just the water and grain kind of put together. Uh, I did some home brewing with a friend of mine probably a couple months ago. Actually, it was more like a year ago now. And it was kind of like a giant tea bag filled with grains and all that kind of stuff. Um so there's two times when hops are added. There's the first adding of hops, which is going to give it the flavor. Um, the hops alpha acids, uh, which are 
directly responsible for um, imparting bitterness. That's the first first stage, and that's where it starts breaking down mm-hmm. um, into the liquid, into the wort, and gets absorbed into the beer. And then the bitterness is controlled by boil time. And I thought this was really interesting. You know, the longer the boil yield, or the longer the boil, the more bitterness it has. Yeah, and that was... Um... They talked about that in the, the, what the hell does hoppy even mean? They talked about it in there. Yeah. That's where I read about it is it's, and it, part of it is not because of the temperature that it's achieving, but it's how long the hops are in there. And the longer those hops are in that temperature, the more acid they can release. Right. And then you have the second stage of brewing, which is at the end of it, near, near the very end. And that's where aroma hops are added. And that ensures that some of the flowery oilness from the hops is still intact at the end of it. Because as it continues to boil, like we said, it breaks down and adds more of that bitterness to the beer. Um, and this is going to create that very hoppy aroma, that smell you smell for breweries and all that. And this is, this is happening during that fermenting stage. Uh, you may know it as a dry hopping. Um, and it's definitely... I would say very popular with many breweries today. I mean, I feel like every brewery you go to has a very strong IPA on tap. I feel like it's also the easiest to do. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like that's probably one of those things that if if something's popular, everybody is going to do it. You know, yeah, brewing, if you're a, a notable brewer, it's not that hard to just add, you know, I mean, I know it costs money. But it's not that hard to just add one more beer to your lineup if you know people are interested in it and it's gonna sell. Right. You know, I could I could see like you know this isn't one of those like super indie, which I mean, hipsters, it is hipsters drink IPAs. So, but I mean, well, but hipsters but, are also drinking your blue Mo- or your uh, Paps Blue Ribbon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, this isn't one of those things where you're not gonna have very many breweries that are gonna be like, I'm not making an IPA because I'm better than that. Right. You know, they want to. They're in the business to make money. They're going to make things that are going to sell, and right now, IPA sell. Right. And I mean, I think also, like we said, it does it deals a lot with the easiness of it. Sure. I mean, I at least don't feel it's very hard to mess up a, a pale ale or a IPA. I mean... I don't know that I'm one to speak. I've never brewed beer. I mean, I've brewed it a f- once with a friend. Well, you're more than you're more yeah. qualified than I am. Oh, wow. That makes me feel very special. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Maybe one of our amazing listeners can tell us. Yeah, send us an email. Let us yes. know how hard it is to make an IPA versus Any other type of beer. Or, yeah, or something else. Yeah. And then send us samples of your beer. Yeah, we like to try samples. And we will feature you on the show and talk about your amazing beers. <laughs> Unless they're not amazing. And then it'll depend on how good of a friend you are of us to where... <laughs> we won't lie on the show. No, we won't lie. We'll be happy to give an honest review. With but... money. <laughs> or more free samples. That's... Um, but yeah, I, I I think that's... That's a good history. Yeah. That, that I think that's a good background, a too. About how it came to be and kind of what's, what's going on. And I think at some point in time, we'll recover this topic... Sure. Dive in a little bit deeper. I feel like Alex has a lot to say on this too. He'll drink um, some more than we do. Yeah, he definitely likes the hoppier beers, the stouts, the darkers, beers, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'd love to get his opinion on it. Um, but I, I figure we'll we'll probably cover this again in a few months. Maybe we'll know a little bit more by then. Maybe I'll actually have brewed some beer and yeah. we can have a little bit of a more understanding. So we're gonna take a break real quick. Um, we're going to drink what's left in our glasses here, and then we're going to try two beers. Um, we have a, uh, IPA from the Public House Brewing Company, uh, which is out of St. James, Missouri, and it is called Elusive. Um, I'm very interested to try it. I've had some of public house's other stuff and i've always enjoyed it i mean i've had their hefeweizen and it's fantastic yeah and then like i said earlier we have the gunslinger uh double ipa kind of want to see the difference between those two 
Um, this is by Crown Valley, which is out of St. Genevieve, Missouri. Um, so yeah, we'll be back in a few after we've tried those. 2,000 years later. And we are back after trying some IPAs. Actually, just one IPA. Uh, right now we are trying the Public House Brewing Company's Elusive IPA. Uh, they are out of St. James, Missouri. Um, on the side of this bottle, the description they give is curiously smooth, hoppy strange, heady brew, hard to pin down, hard to put down, extraordinary. I don't agree with all of those descriptions, but the smooth, mm-hmm. yes, Okay. First drink, I was like, it just wasn't what I was expecting. It had a lot of flavor and a lot of, and a little bit of bitterness, and a lot on the back end, but up front, it's smooth. So reading about it, it is a light, very light beer. I mean, I'm I'm very surprised for an IPA. There's not very much cloudiness to it or anything like that. Uh, the ABV is six point eight. It scores a 65 on the IBU. Um, the malt is Pale Ale Munich Victory. Uh, those, that's the type of malt they use. And then the hops are Centennial, Millennium, Falconer's Flight, mm-hmm. Crystal, and Atanum? Atanum? I don't know what that is, but that sounds. they sound like good hops. Um need to do more research on hops i know i think that's that's going to be a show coming up i think i want to just spend some time looking at just the different style of hops um i've got a friend that does some home brewing we're gonna get him on he'll talk about hops sweet um so there's a very hoppy floral smell as soon as you open this beer um i mean as soon as i stuck my nose in it it was like oh it kind of took me took me aback for a little bit took 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 a back. Took I was you taken aback. A back. Taken aback mm-hmm. by it. Um, it's got a. I mean, if I told you IPA, this is immediately what I smell when I do, when I think of IPAs. Okay. Um, you tried it. What'd you think? I like it. I would buy this. I. It's not, you know, IPAs aren't something that I normally buy. You know, I'm, I'm a big Guinness fan. And, I mean, I keep Russian beer in my fridge and, you know, Boston lager and stuff like that. But um, as far as an IPA, this makes me want to venture more into that realm, drinking more of them, trying a few more out. Because this one is, it's summer refreshing. It's not something I think I'd want to drink now through the rest of the year. Yeah, winter, fall season. Yeah, but I mean, when the weather's starting to get hot and I'm looking for something to drink while I'm barbecuing or something, this is awesome. I mean, it's very citrusy. I would say more late night. Like, I don't want it mid part of my summer day. Maybe not this one because of how smooth it is. Yeah. But, yeah, because I've had, you know, like, uh, Schlafly Summer Lager is probably more refreshing than this. Yeah. But, yeah, something where it's still warm out at night and you're and you're looking for something to to wet your whistle. Whistle? Whistle. Whiskey? Whiskey. All right. No more hot rod. <laughs> what? What? Why are you saying it weird? Alex will be very disappointed we quoted hot rod without <laughs> him being here. That's one of we his favorite. We can quote hot rod every week. It'd be amazing. No. So, I actually... Compared to the St. Louis IPA, I actually enjoy this a little bit more. Shocking. Yeah, I know. Because um, this is a little more bitter to it. I don't... Not when you first drink right, it. Right. But after you swallowed it... I think it's got a little less hoppiness to it, though. I don't know. There's just something about it I enjoy a little bit more than the Urban Chestnut. Um, it is definitely a lot smoother. Um... What did I tell you this was earlier? Six point. You were looking for the ABV. Yeah. Six point five. Six point five. That's what you said. Oh, okay. 
So this is about the same. Yeah. Huh. I think that's what she said. Yeah. It was in the sixes. I know that for sure. Yeah. But I'm not really sure. I mean... I think, elusive... you need to, I think you need to drink more of them. Yeah. Because I think that you would be able to pick more things out of more beers to say, okay, this is the trend that I like and this is the trend that I don't like. Two of them is really hard to do. I wonder if there's a big difference. I mean, and this is something I need to try between like just pale ale and Indian pale ales. Like, I mean, I know there is some difference because there are two different styles of beer. Yeah. But I wonder what is the big enough difference? I mean, like, could you jump off on a pale ale and in, I mean, and then at some point in time, after you drank enough pale ales, enjoy the IPAs a little bit more. Well, I mean, that that's going to be the same across the board. I mean, there are milk stouts I don't like, but I love milk stouts. You know, you're, you're always going to have some beers. If you love a strain of beers, you're going to have some that you don't like. Same as you don't like a trend of beer, you're going to like some of them inside of it probably. I'm very afraid this is one of those beers that gives me very bad acid reflux. We'll find out. Oh, we will tonight when I'm up. I won't feeling be up. terrible. Um, this definitely has a very florally aroma to it. Yeah. I, yeah, like I see that. that. It's a very strong florally aroma. Yeah. I'm going to pour Maybe more of it. Maybe to the smoothness of it. Um, hold on. Before you pour that, we're going to open up our other one. Fine. You you can come back to this. Fine. I don't even know where it is. I don't know. Where, oh, where, oh, it's over here. You're hiding the beer. Sorry. It's the bunker. The bunker is hard to find something. So I'm gonna kill this off. Okay, I'm gonna open the other one. Okay. So the other one. Would you read the description on the side for us? On the label. Mm-hmm. There's a guy with a rifle. Um, it is a gunslinger. Crown Valley Brewing. Double Indian Pale Ale. 9% alcohol by volume. Whew. And the uh, let me sell you this beer with a few words description on the side says Gunslinger Double IPA is a robust and malty beer with an intense hot profile, well balanced, rich malt flavors with powerful hop notes. This From is... the use of five different hop varieties. Does not give those hop varieties. IBU is given on this label. Have the other ones give that? Yeah. What were those? Okay, so I, I just found the STL IPA. Their IBU was 60, and it's an 8% uh, percent alcohol by volume. Okay. The Elusive was a 6.8 alcohol by volume, and it was a 65 on the IBU. You ready for this? Uh, Yes, go ahead. ABV, 9%. Oh. IBU, 93. Oh, my gosh. And you also should start reading the labels on some of your beers because this one is well below this temperature. For best taste, serve warm, 57 to 61 degrees Fahrenheit. And I've actually had this out of the fridge for probably the last hour and a half. Yeah, it still feels colder than that, but it's definitely not fridge temperature. Yeah. Uh, We're going to see what happens here. So the hops for this are Columbus, Simcoe, Simcoe, Centennial, Citra. The malt is a Pilsner. Uh, Carpils? Carpils? Capils? I can't help you out. It's not in front of me. I know. Um, Oh, this looks dark. Hand that over. It's darker than the last one. Oh, <laughs> oh! This this is this is gonna be good, guys. I wish we had video. <sighs> we do we do have video. We have Instagram accounts. Oh my god! Don't record this. Oh, it's recorded. No. Ugh. Oh, I can feel it in my chest already. Let me know when you're ready, because I'm. I have to reach around to get around your computer. So I'm hiding. All right, this is a lot cloudier. 
than anything else we've had tonight. Uh, I can the smell of it is already making me start to to gag. I just feel like all right here. You can only record so many seconds in Instagram. I'm gonna need you to speed this up. I figure if I prolong it, you'll stop. All right, here no, we no, go. No, no, I'll make a second video. All right, here we go. Oh, hooey. Uh. Uh. <laughs> All right, I'm out. Oh. Oh. Uh, this dead air is because I'm chugging water. I ran out of water down here. <laughs> oh my gosh. I want to throw up. Oh man, I can't wait. No. Alex is going to be upset he missed this. Oh, uh, it's just like, it's like hanging out my esophagus. Like, ugh. Hashtag blessed. I just feel it like all in my chest. Okay, I'm going to try it now. All right. I think this smells amazing. And so far, track record wise, I have liked all of these more than you. Yeah. (laughs) I'm burping over here. And it tastes like hoppiness. I can definitely taste the malty. You definitely taste it more in this one. Doesn't taste as bitter. I can taste that it's more acidic, but it's not as bitter. I'm not as big a fan of it as the others. Um, I'm just trying to clock my thoughts over here. (laughs) You'll make it through. I think my favorite one is, what was the second one we had? Uh, the one out of the elusive elusive out of st james right yeah that was public house public house i I like that one the most i think i think that's the one that i would probably buy again i mean the and we keep saying s sorry stl ipa but it is it is pronounced stalipa stl ipa Sta-leep-ah. We pronounce it sta-leep-ah. You pronounce it how you like. So you pronounce it how you like, Kevin. Okay. And, and I, I feel like Kevin's going to pronounce this STLIPA as disgusting. And it's such a shame because I love urban chestnut. Oh, they I make a good like beer. Get sick. And I haven't had anything yet that I don't like from them, but I feel like... Whereas I am a dark beer fan and enthusiast, I I have an appreciation for this, and I don't know why, but this is completely on the other end of the spectrum of what I normally drink, but I can do IPAs, I think. Yeah, I don't like this. Well, you don't like these three? No. The second one, you you didn't... like this beer. You didn't like the last one? Yes. Okay, so you didn't like the last one, but the other two... We're oh. doable beers, right? Yes, I could drink them. Oh, man. So if, if you know, and, and not maybe If not I had to go to India. Not willingly, they... but not begrudgingly. Right. The Gunslinger, though, no. All right, you can't do a double IPA. No. So maybe we need to find a different one to try. But... Should we tell our listeners where I just went? <laughs> you can tell them if you want. I don't care. <laughs> so we had to stop and then re-record the a little bit of this. Just filled them in. Kevin Kevin could not get through drinking the gunslinger. One sip, not even one, one s- sip. You could see it on Snap on Instagram. Not Snapchat. Not I'd Snapchat. probably better do it Snapchat. It's going to disappear forever. <laughs> one sip. He couldn't do it. And we had to stop recording so he could go take a break. 
He needed. He no, needed, I'm eating some pizza. He to... needed some his time, and now he's eating some pineapple and ham pizza to uh, give rid of the taste. <sighs> we'll hold the debate on whether or not you put pineapple on pizza. I I believe you do. I think you do too. But I mean, I think it works for Hawaiian pizza, but I think no other pizza. Really? Because I think I think it'd be really good with some jalapenos. Okay, so this is going to sound politically incorrect, and I'm okay with that. But one of the ladies I work with, her son used to work for a pizza company here in St. Louis. Um, is it a St. Louis-only pizza company? No, it's actually a Como. Oh. Which, <clears throat> oh my goodness, I still feel this beer inside me. Como is Columbia, Missouri. For those of you who don't know, it's where Mizzou is located. Um, uh, it's a company called Shakespeare. And they had a special beer, or a special beer, a special pizza called the Pearl Harbor Pizza. And I know this is politically incorrect. Oh my goodness, I'm, I'm still burping and I taste beer. Oh. This is the only time I've ever heard you complain about tasting beer. <laughs> I'm trying to keep this down. Okay, so they have this pizza. It's called the. I can't put that in there. Why? I'm not leaving that. All right. <laughs> stop and you can figure out where to I edit. don't need to we can keep going <laughs> I didn't come up with it <laughs> no I heard about it from someone else yeah, this is why we need uh, Alex here <laughs> cause he would have stopped you before the punchline <laughs> <sighs> I'll leave it alright I'll beep it but I'll leave it <laughs> so I just told the best joke ever. I don't remember what we were talking about. Oh, pizza. Kevin can't taste. He doesn't like the taste of the beer. Okay. Yeah. But I think all in all, this is a pretty good experiment. This is a terrible experiment. You learned a lot. Yeah. You learned you don't like IPAs. I knew I didn't like IPAs before tonight. Well, now you know for sure. I don't like double IPAs. Yeah, you, you liked the IPAs. Yeah, they weren't terrible. But there's just something about this one that... Oh. I would rather drink a pumpkin beer. Ooh. Than drink that IPA again. Ooh. Which pumpkin beer? Schlafly pumpkin beer. If I'm going to drink a pumpkin beer, I'm drinking... Oh, so see, now we're being selective. You picked your top... You just asked me which one. Okay, but yeah, that's why I asked you, because you picked your top pumpkin beer against one double IPA. (sighs) Let's end this. (laughs) All right. So, Kevin, we are at that time. End of the show. What is your pick of the week? Oh, my goodness. I am trying to choke down IPA here. Keep it down. I apologize to all of our listeners because this is highly embarrassing. and <laughs> Just, oh, my gosh. Um, so, my pick of the week this week is the beer, bourbon, and barbecue community out there on Instagram. Um... I've been a member of this Instagram community for, oh my goodness, it's, and I, every time I burp, I taste it again, and it's driving me crazy, and I hate it. <laughs> oh, I've been a part of this community for the last, almost a year now. Uh, January will be a year, and it's such a great community, it's such a great group of people, um, it's awesome just to learn from everybody um to see what everybody's posting out there uh to see everybody's finds and all that and all the amazing barbecue they're eating all the amazing beers they're drinking all the amazing bourbons they're finding um so that's my pick of the week um it's a pretty awesome community i'm very proud to be a member of it 
Um, and I just thank all those people out there who help teach me amazing things and teach me all about beer, bourbon, and barbecue. Also, uh, I guess my pick of the week is also I just got a bottle because last weekend we didn't record because Alex was in Louisville, Kentucky, um, and he picked up a bottle of Heaven Hill Green Label. It's a six-year bourbon, and it is fantastic. It's a Kentucky-only release. Um, It is just an amazing bourbon. Um, If you go to Kentucky... How would you compare it to, like, Eagle Rare? I still like Eagle Rare better. Okay. But for the price of it, I still like Henry McKinnon better. What about White Label? Evan Williams, Bottom Bond. Yeah. Um, I think they're about the same price. Yeah, I think I like it a little bit better than Evan Williams, Bottom Bond. And I love okay. Evan Williams, Bottom Bond. Yeah. Um, but it's a Kentucky only release. Okay. So Alex had to bring me back a special bottle of it. Um, I also had some Heaven Hill Bottled Bond. Alex brought back some of that. I hope next week we will try all three of them. I got the white label as well. Awesome. Um, and we'll just kind of do a Heaven Hill tasting. Um, Are we scotch tasting next we're week? We're scotch tasting next week with Ooh. Scotch Guy. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to so be we'll open-minded. Ne- we'll need some, uh, something good after we get done scotch tasting <laughs> and drinking Band-Aids. Because everybody I talk to tells me that scotch tastes like Band-Aids. Even though I had a good scotch this week. Um, but yeah, we'll, we're... That's going to be our next show, so stay posted. Lucas, what is your pick of the week? My pick of the week, just because of how revolutionary this was in my life and how much it is currently this past week put my world on tilt. It's Depends Diapers, isn't it? It is not. Not. I buy <clears throat> diapers, but not Depends. Um, I buy them for my kid. Um I would say this week, my pick of the week has to be, even if you are not a Star Wars fan or not even remotely interested in the Star Wars movies, first go watch Episode 7, Force Awakens. Then go watch this new trailer that just got released. And then the last statement that I would like to make, because I know we've been hypocritical in this and we have talked about it, but please stop talking about it. Why? No, nobody talk about it anymore. Because I've heard so much about it. I've heard everybody reviewing it and giving their opinions and all these far-fetched stories and all this stuff. No, no, no. Just enjoy it for what you think it is and just take it into the theater. That's it. And probably leave it outside the door so when you go in, your expectations are just whatever happens, happens. Because any preconceived notions are probably not going to be what these fantastic directors have in mind. <sighs> so. I'm dying over here. That's mine and yours. I would. Why is it the last three episodes we've recorded? I'm dying at the end of them. I, I don't know. Maybe we should. Maybe we should let you. Well, no, I, hang on, I take that back. I was about to say let you pick the drinks, but you've picked them every time. I know. <laughs> so maybe you should stop picking what we're drinking. Oh, my gosh. All right, Alex, what's your pick of the week? Well, Alex isn't here. Oh. But... Well, I knew that. I mean, I knew that. But let's, Alex, what's your pick of the week? That's a good pick of the week, Alex. Yep. I, I am going to assume that... It would probably be his pumpkin cheese soup. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I think this week if Alex was here, based off of his Instagram posts, I would think that his pick of the week is Evan Williams' Bottle and Bond. Yeah, because he tried Evan Williams' Bottle and Bond and Jim Jim Beam Bottle and Bond last night. Um, Yeah, and based off of how much is left in the bottle, I think he liked it. I think he enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. um, I got a fantastic Snapchat from Alex at about 12 o'clock last night. Um, Last night was Friday. And I imagine he had a very good time. Because his Snapchat was very cryptic and made zero sense. (laughs) That's always good. So, 
if you guys would like to email into the show, send us an email, send us a voicemail. We would love to read it, listen to it, possibly even play it on air. Um, you can do that at hello at shopbeerbourbonbbq.com. Uh, if you guys do want to check out the shirts and stickers we have available on the website, you can go to www.shopbeerbourbonbbq.com. Kevin, yep. where can they find you on Instagram? You can find me at... Oh, my goodness. I don't even remember my Instagram handle. It is that's beer... How, that's how bad I feel right now. <laughs> it is beer underscore bourbon underscore bbq. You can find Alex at the.alex.experiment and you can find me Lucas at Lucas Ellers and we would love to see you out there Kevin you want to get us out of here yeah so this has been an interesting week um hoppy versus bitterness I think we have began the epic battle of hoppy versus bitterness I'm sure we'll touch it again at some point in time with Alex here Thanks for listening. Um, if you like our show, please subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, leave us a review, hopefully a nice five-star review. Um, <clears throat> we'd love to just hear your feedback on it. Remember, we're not experts, um, but we are trying to learn as we go on. So remember, stay sauced on Beer, Bourbon, Barbecue, and we will catch you next time. <laughs>